Okay, I guess music isn't going to start. Oh, there it is. Showdown in the Charles Street District. <laughs> Ned pulls his pistol. Laura screams. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to The Young and the Take-Two Radio Soaps in Review. I'm Candace Newman, and as always, we have David Fenmore Baldwin, Anthony Summer Abbott. Nice. Uh-huh. And, wait, for the diva of them all, Casey Brooks Foster Winters Chandler. Oh, oh girl. <laughs> <laughs> Two dramatic music. <laughs> Hope everybody's having a good week. How are you guys doing? Oh, well, I'm doing fab. Yeah, doing fab, doing great. Well, tonight, in case you were wondering, what? Why did y'all do that intro? Well, because tonight we are joined by a beautiful woman inside and out who we all consider a part of our family. I mean, for 36 years, she has played the iconic maid, Esther Valentine, on CBS's Young and the Rockless. But she has a new project, and we're going to talk about it. Welcome to the show, Kate Linder. Woohoo! I don't think David has her quite yet. Okay. So, well, Candace, give us, give us the highlights of Esther. What has been Esther's best moments over the 36 years? Oh, my gosh. I mean, okay. it's 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 something that Hello? really comes across on the show. Oh, I think we can. David? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Hello? Oh, you can hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Do we have Kate? Okay. No, not yet. Okay. Okay, Back to Esther Valentine. Call drop. Okay, Uh-oh. let me try this again. All right. I would say, of course, we always to mention the classic moment where she gave birth on the stairs at the Chancellor Mansion. And oh, yeah. And helped her deliver then Kate, a.k.a. Chloe, into the world. I think for me, it's when she finally slapped Jill. (laughs) You know? Yes. I mean, there's nothing better in a soap than a bitch-on-bitch slap. And we can't really say Esther's a bitch, but for her to finally get that slap out, it rang not only across the screen, but it rang across houses across this country, probably across the world. Everybody was like, yes. I think what's so special Hello? about Esther Adder... Oh. David? You guys can hear me? Hold on. I can hear you. Uh, 
Welcome to live. This is live, y'all. This y'all think this, yes, thing, this, this is, is live. This is live. We are just like dark shadows back in the day where sets were falling down and people were fumbling <laughs> through their lives. We are our own live dramatic studio in color. We're in color today. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, one of the things, too, about Esther that comes across is her iconic friendship with Kat- Catherine. I mean, come oh, on. Yes. Is there, Miss C, is there anything I mean, better? I was the first person to call her Mrs. C. Mm-hmm. And you know, the thing that, that, I, that I love about the Young and the Restless, and you know me, there's a lot of things that I love and a lot of things that bother me. The thing that I love about the Young and the Restless is, you know, we see servants come and go. Hardly ever do we see a real, you know, ingrained part of the family servant. Mercedes may be mm-hmm. in the Corinthos clan back in, you know, the early 2000s. Um, uh, the Buchanan's had a maid that was around for quite a while. But, you know, Esther's really been a forefront character as far as a secondary character is concerned. And I've always loved that. Yep. Um, Always love that. And they didn't, you know, they didn't try to make her ambitious and, in, you know, in the shadows trying to grab the life that was who she was serving. She was very content to be who she was and be the support for, Ch- for Catherine, which was also well, an, awesome, yeah. an awesome well, way to so, write her. What was so special about that dynamic, in my eyes, between Catherine and Esther is Catherine never treated Esther like a servant. You know, Catherine nope. wanted a friendship more than anything and wanted Esther to be her own person. And Catherine even rooted Esther on to be the best she could be. And, you know, Esther gave it right back. And I think that's what made that dynamic so special. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. I miss our Catherine Chancellor. Oh, rest in peace, I mean, I I was reading um, her book, you know, Not Young, Still Restless, and there's a great chapter where Jeannie talks about her different co-stars, and what she said about our guest tonight, Kate, is, you know, the friendship. You know, what you saw on TV, the respect and the camaraderie, everything, it translated off screen, and we've all seen that. If you, if you guys look up interviews from the past with those two, you can definitely see that. And it's a cute story in there about um, when uh, Kate was, you know, on Young and the Rockless, she got the job, and Jeannie Cooper went to, you know, Hi, to ride a guys, plane. I'm going to interrupt you there because Kate's on the phone. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. thank you. Have a good show. Hi. Thanks. <laughs> Hi Kate. Hi, how are you guys? Hi. Okay. Hi. We were just filling. We were just filling a little time talking about the beautiful friendship between Catherine and um between Catherine and Esther, and oh, how wonderful it's been that you had thirty six long beautiful years on the Young and the Restless. Yeah, well, I've been yeah. on over thirty six, but I had you know over thirty with Jeannie, and I definitely miss her. <laughs> yeah, and it's nice. It's nice you pop back up this week. We love when, you know, when your face highlights <laughs> our screen. Yeah, I'm on. I was, um, though I couldn't see today, our, the show is preempted here, but um, uh, 
Yeah, and then I'm on next week too, so that's good. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yay, some little, little little highlights right there. Uh-huh. So, hey, Love let's talk let's get started and talk about your latest project, which is the movie Dead Love. Yeah. Which we've all seen the trailer for it. Would you share uh. with our listeners about the movie and about your role that's so juicy? <laughs> well, it's just it's ex- well, it's very different from um Esther, that's for sure. Um, uh, so I play Katerina, and she owns a funeral home. And I um, don't want to say too much about it because it will give it away, but it's um, it's really interesting because I, uh, when I read the script, I it was just wild. I went, wow, I never saw that ending coming at all. So <laughs> I think, and it was just a perfect time of year, too, with the Halloween and everything for it to be, be out. So, and I also, yeah. I mean, I haven't done anything in this genre before, and now I've done this, and then The Charnel House, which is an incredible film, and that's uh, out as well, and you can find that on oh, iTunes and everything, so it's really good. Ooh, okay, have to check that out. Yeah. Check this out. Now, we earlier before you called in, we were talking about, obviously, Jeannie Cooper, who we, oh, we all miss. So much, and uh, in her book, Not Young, Still Restless, Jeannie shared a story about seeing you as a flight attendant when oh. you when you still had the job at Young and the Restless, and <laughs> which is which was so cute too. And I love how she said it. Um, can you share with us what she meant to you and what life lessons she taught you? Well. She meant so much to me. She still does. I, I still feel her presence. Um, the other day when I was working, I, I had her dressing room, and um, I always love that when, when that happens because I I talked to her in there. <laughs> so, you know, Aww. and uh, I, I just uh, I know that she would want us all to go on and keep doing the best that we can, and that's what we're doing. And, and she meant so much to me. I mean, She's the one that named Esther. I mean, Esther didn't even have a name in the yep. beginning. And um, she she was an amazing, not only an amazing actress, but she was just an amazing human being. And there was nobody like her, and I doubt there will ever be anyone like her again. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen to that. That's beautiful. Amen to that. Um, well, I'm going to turn it over to Casey. We have some questions for you. Okay. So, um, first, Kate, I just have to say that I hope you don't mind that I fan out on you real quick because I have watched Young and Restless since I was seven years old, and I've always loved the iconic maid, Esther Valentine. And I just love how fun you are and how just when you come on the screen, it brightens up the episode of that day. Um, and so uh, I was just wondering, how has the Young and the Restless impacted your life personally and then professionally as an actress over these past 36-something years? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, Young and the Restless has totally impacted my life. I um, It has given me the opportunity to give back, of which I am extremely grateful. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm celebrity spokesperson for the ALS Association, and I um, do these three T's in Canada. 
um, every year, one in Vancouver in July. I have one coming up, actually, December 2nd uh, in Toronto, where we bring up Young and the uh, Restless actors. And now this year, of course, Christian does these with me. And we also have Brighton is going to be there. And so is, and so is Beth Maitland, which is really great. Um, awesome. Yeah. So that will be December 2nd. So I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, we have one in Calgary in April. So, you know, and if it wasn't for Young and the Restless, I, I wouldn't um, really be able to do these things. And, and so it means so much to me that, that, that I'm able to. So um, another question I have for you is the characters of Esther and Jill have shared a very long history thanks yeah. to their <clears throat> individual to mm-hmm. Catherine Chancellor. Um, so what is it like to work with the amazing Jess Walton? Oh, she's terrific. And um, I so love her. She's such a good friend. And um, I love working on our themes together and uh and we always worked with Jeannie too you know I mean I I just whenever I pass her dressing room I you know I'm going because we, we would always go in Jeannie's room and and run lines all three of us so but Jess and I we we also run lines when we're working together and um and you wouldn't know that that you know that uh Jess and Kate get along by the way of our characters but uh, Jess has been an amazing, amazing friend, and I um, I miss her when she's not there as well. Uh, All righty. Well, thanks for those great answers to my questions, Kate, and I am going to now pass it off to my co-host, Anthony. Okay. Hi, Kate, from Staten Island, New York. Um, <laughs> I also want to add my um, my fandom. Um, fan out. I absolutely love. I remember when I was a little kid, I, I was an ABC watcher, but my grandmother watched CBS religiously. And I remember, you know, coming on and, and all that chancy stuff, and, and just, I, I always thought you were amazing. Um, Thank you. That means so much to me. I have no idea. But you've also stepped behind the camera recently um, with the interview. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Um, do you want, look forward to doing more, and what was that process like for you? I'm sorry, with the what? I'm with the interview. With the interview. You produced? Uh, Candace. I'm so sorry. I don't know what you mean. Oh, well. With the interview. What, is that... What that's called? You were working as a producer. I was. T- um, Maybe my research is wrong. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I mean, I have you know maybe some things coming up as that, but I don't. Um, but most of this, like, uh, I've, I've been able to do other, um, other, like features and independent films, and I did a play recently called. Desperately Speaking Love, and um, and besides the uh, Dead Love and the Charnel House, which are out, I have one uh, that hopefully will be out soon called The Book of Leia, which Armand Asante plays my cousin, and uh, Charlie Mathau was the director. So um, I'm, you know, really 
really looking forward to that coming out as well. Well, I got to say, I love Armand Asante, so I'm eagerly and awaiting that. I love Armand. <laughs> great. My other question: I'm, I'm the soapiest of of us. I I think a lot of listeners are interested in the long the vets, the veterans. Um, what would Esther now say, or Kate now, I should say, say now to Kate coming into the Young and the Restless Batman? What would you what would you say as you know as the highlights and the lowlights of the changing business of being on a show that long? What would you say to to a young Kate? Well, I would say you still I, I would treat it just the same because it's called show business for a reason because it's a business. It's the business of show and um I work just as hard now as I or maybe even harder than I did in the beginning. I still go to my classes, I still go to my acting classes, my voice lesson and dance lessons. It's a craft. You you have to keep it up and you keep going and you shouldn't take anything for granted. And I, I call it working the program. So for me, it's just, um, you know, I do what I do to the best that I can. Because if if some people are looking for the end result and if that's all they're pushing for, then I think they just can push it away. But if you do what you do the best you can, and then uh, things will come to you. Wow, that's pretty profound. Thank you. I'm going to pass it on to David. I really appreciate your openness. Absolutely. Miss Kate? David? Yes? What do you feel has been the most challenging work for you? Well, as far as in my career, you mean? As far as the acting? Yes. Um, yes. They're all challenging in a different way. Um you know, Young and the Restless, now, I mean, it's very fast. It's fast and furious. You know, we do 60 to 80 pages a day, and a nighttime, we shoot it in one, you know, an hour show in one day, and nighttime show will take a week to shoot theirs. And then, of course, a film, that's a whole entirely different thing. You might get five minutes of film in one day. So it's all extremely challenging. And then doing plays, which is how I started out, um, it's also challenging because I, in fact, I just finished doing one, and um, because I'm so used to, you know, just like uh, cramming for a test, you know, if you you learn and learn and learn what you need to do, and then you, like, forget it after the test, and it's just like that on the show, if I have a lot of dialogue, and then they decide to do a scene over again, which normally doesn't happen, but they did, I, I would have to look at that scene over again because it's like my short-term memories, you know, after all the years of doing that. And, and so doing a play is really challenging. I mean, I always uh, had my script with me all the time, all the time, um, because, I, you know, I didn't want to forget my lines. And so I challenged myself um, doing plays. So I think it's a good thing to do. That's good. Also, um, going back to your movie now, you play the role of Katerina, who is right. basically um, your funeral director. Right, I own so a funeral speak. home. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, what research, of, if any, 
did you have to prepare to take on that role? It was really interesting how this role came about um, because the author of this play, um, he actually wrote The Charnel House, of which I am also in. And we were doing, he's such a good guy, and and, um, when we uh, were doing a table read, he that's how we met of the Channel House. And he said, you know, I, I really like you, and I'm going to, this Manny Eisler, he said, I'm going to write a role for you. And I said, oh, great, okay. And um, and then the next thing I knew, after we'd done the Channel House, uh, he, he came up with this, um, with Dead Love. And I said, wow, this, this is really something. It was so, so different for me. And uh, we actually filmed it in Colorado and, filmed a lot of it in the Hamill House, which is a museum, and um, that's interesting because uh, the guy that that's about Hamill, his his great-grandson is Mark Hamill. So I thought, oh, I, this whole thing is really interesting. And um, I loved doing this. This role was so, so different. I thought everyone in it um, was did an amazing job, and, uh, and because it was so different and you didn't know what was going to happen, I, 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 I love that. I love how you, well, you might think you know what the end is. You really don't. You really don't know. <laughs> oh, it looks good. So um, I'm going to bring you, thank you for answering my, my two questions, and I'm going to bring you back to Candace for her third. Okay. <laughs> it's a third <laughs> question. Okay. So I didn't get a chance to fangirl out for, for a minute, so I just wanted to take this time and say thank you so much, Kate, for being a part of my life. Uh, you like, I always say this. Everybody in the soap genre has raised me. So you guys did a good job. My family uh, told you that. <laughs> uh, uh, you know. That. You have no <laughs> idea how much that means to me because I, I just – so love what I do. I, I'm so very grateful because I don't have to keep pressing the snooze alarm when I wake up. I, I know I get to go to work, and and I'm very honored to do that and to be on the number one one show. I mean, just icing on the cake, and and to have been honored with a star on the Walk of Fame. I, that's something I still can't believe. I have to go there periodically and make sure it's still there. <laughs> Just and that was and that was actually my question too. Is that you're so? It's the tenth anniversary, correct? Yeah. Of yeah. Is it how? Wait, how did you feel when they said, "Kate, we're going to give you a song to walk up Wait, how did you react to that? Oh my gosh! Well, the whole thing was just a trip because I was uh, literally because I was actually flying that day. I uh, know some of you know that I fly for United Airlines and on some weekends. And, and that particular day uh, was during the week, and I hadn't told anyone that I was leaving, so I, I thought I should check, check my messages. And so I was, um, we had I was we had gone to Denver, and 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 the passengers were off, and then new passengers were going to get on, and we were going to go back. And so I thought, well, I'll check my messages. And so there was a message from Sonny Grant, who was the honorary mayor of Hollywood, 
And um, he said, oh, well, Kate, I want to congratulate you. And I thought to myself, what is he talking about? And, and then I thought, well, it, it had been the Emmys, and, and Young and the Restless had just won the Emmy. So I thought, oh, well, that's really nice of him to do that, to call and say that. But so I, I was kind of listening. It was very early in the morning, I, you know, and I'm listening. And he says, so, Kate Linder, um, I want to congratulate you. Yes, because you, Kate Linder, are receiving a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And even now when I say it, I, I, just, I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I can't believe it now. Like I said before, I have to go there and make sure it's still there because it's so shocking to me. And um, it's such an amazing achievement. Because I, I, right before that, a few weeks before, uh, we were um, at the theater, and we walked outside the theater, and there were, you know, stars there, and I said, oh, my gosh, I, I can't even imagine um, what that would be like. So, and then to find out that that, that was happening, it was just unbelievable. So so there I was on the airplane and, you know, finding this out, and then all of a sudden I, I'm just in shock, and this other flight attendant came up to me, and she said, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I said, oh, my God, I'm getting a star on the walk-up. She said, what? And um, so I'm trying to um, call my family and my publicist and my agent, everybody. I'm trying to call manager. I'm trying to call everybody. And then the the captain said, what is going on here? So someone told him, and he said, oh, my goodness. So after we took off, um, he announced it to the entire plane. He said, you're wow. your purser today. Um, Kate Linder will be receiving a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, I mean, I, that's how I found out, and it was just unbelievable. And I can remember it like it was yesterday, basically. That's amazing. That's amazing. That, that dream come true, people. Oh, yeah. Artwork. It totally Artwork. And, that, and that's my whole thing, too, is that you know, never, you know, never give up. You know, dare to dream because you must never give up. And I, um, I tell myself that all the time. And you know, I, I sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, I take one step forward and five steps back. And but you just, you just can't give up. If, if what you want, you have to go after it, no matter what. And yeah, words to live by. Is, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. No matter what and, people say, no matter what people tell you, because there will people. That will tell you, no, you Preach, can't do girl. that. No, you can't do that. Preach. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> That's positive right there. And I know that Casey is feeling that question, too. And he has a question for you, too. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're all chomping. All chomping. <laughs> so um, I think my co-host and I can agree. Over the past about two months, um, some veterans that we've missed have started to finally get front burner stories like Beth Maitland's Tracy and Tracy Bregman's Lauren. Uh Um, So my question to you is, are we going to get to see more Esther? And if so, what's ahead for the iconic daytime soap opera made? Uh, So sweet. I, you know, I, I say this and people, I mean, I don't know if they really realize how important it is, but, the show listens to the viewers, and it's really, really important. If you want to see certain people, you need to write letters. You need to tweet out to them. You need to go on the social media and, and let Young and the Restless know 
because they they pay attention to that and um, amen. They they really mm-hmm. do. It's like uh, people always used to ask me about my daughter and like, where's your daughter? Where's your daughter? And and you know, this was years ago. And I I said, look, if you want that to happen, you need to let the show know. You need to write. And that was way before even social media uh, then. And so mm-hmm. they did, and finally that's what happened. And and I think that uh, I'm convinced that if you if everyone lets them know that that's what they want to see, then that's what will happen. Awesome. Well, we will definitely get on that because. We miss our Esther, and we miss you, Kate, on our screens each day. And we, I think, will definitely pull together and try to get you some more airtime because we just need a brighter aspect in daytime, and you bring that in such a beautiful way, and we hope to see you more in the future. Well, I, I love that. I, I, I would love that. I'd love to work. I, I was on the show today, and I have, I'm on the show next week as well, and, but... Um, you know, I love working, so I, um, you know, whatever they throw my way, I, I'm happy to do. So. Awesome. All righty. Uh, David, okay. do you have I another have one. one? I have one for you. Okay. Okay. Um, Kate, what do you feel is the last gift that Miss Jeannie gave to you and all the rest of the fans. Oh, well, I, I, I don't know if it's the last gift because I think her gifts keep on giving because for Jeannie, um, and it's just like, you know, the whole Chancellor House and everything, I mean, she, you know, she's still alive and alive in our hearts, and, and I love Amen. her. Amen show does not let her let anybody forget about Chancellor Park or, or Amen. Yeah. anything like that. So I think that's her gift. That she keeps on giving and that's important. Well that's that's uh one for the books and one that will all of us fans hang on to dearly. Mhm. I have a final two-part question, if you don't mind. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Do you enjoy the comedy aspect or the drama aspect more? And if you could take any iconic role, Gone with the Wind, what would be your dream role to take? Um, well, I love comedy. Uh, comedy is actually really difficult to do. It uh, is. Because... You have to not play the comedy. You have to play it straight and um, play play it for real. And um, so, so I, I love doing comedy. It's very challenging, and I also like to make people feel good. And even if it's for a few minutes, and they can forget their troubles and or what's going on in the world, and just you know laugh because laughter is is very very helpful and healthy for us all. So, um, and any, I'm, I'm a singer dancer as well. So any musical, I would love to do. <laughs> I would love to mm. do that. If they brought back Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, that kind of thing, I'd be all for that. Beautiful. 
wonderful. Well, where can we find all of your current work? Can you give our listeners where they can go to find everything? I mean, well, obviously, CBS Game Time. Uh, yeah, website, www.katelinder.com. You'll be able to access my Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and um, website, all of that. And you'll be able to find out about, you know, all the things, the keys and everything that I do and other projects and, like, these films. And I was in Miss Meadows uh, with Katie Holmes, and I really enjoyed doing that. And um, I was in a race and uh, stereo. There's all kinds of films out there. And um, and these new ones, the... Uh, uh, Dead Love and the Charnel House, and a brand new one too that's not out yet, The Book of Leia, and uh, hopefully many more to come. Well, thank you for coming on our show tonight. We hope uh, we hope you come back yes. the next time you have a project to or yes. just to chat with us. Well, I always enjoy yes. talking to all of you. I think it's really neat what you do. Um, and it's yes. very oh. how you're all over the place and you all all together and and. And I think that's an important fact, too, because we can be in different parts and do different things and still be together. So I, I think it's great what you what you do. Well, thank you well, very much for inviting me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much thank for hanging you. out with our dimensional podcast family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's, it's not easy what you guys do, and I, I think you do a great job. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. That means a lot to us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, thank you so and we wish you. you a very happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you, and you too. Um, thank thank you. you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 What a sweetheart. I yes, love I how she... Know without any prodding, gave one of our themes, you know, if you're going to post, write a letter as well. If you're going to post, post positively. I love that she said that without any prodding or prompting. <laughs> yep. Well, I and, did you too. know, I also have to say, and this just really lets you know the type of great woman Kate is, is the whole interview, she just propped everybody else up around her without us even asking. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally, she supported every co-star that she currently works with, and I think that's a testament to the amazing person she is. I mean, and and think about it. She found out that she got a star while she was still working as an airline hostess. I mean, Mm -hmm. that just shows you how grounded a lot of people in the soap world go out to, you know, to California and become rather diva-ish. This shows, you know, how grounded, that shows, that right there shows how grounded and wonderful she is. Well, that was, it's funny because well, in, Jeannie, in Jeannie Cooper's, oh, wait, 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 in Jeannie Cooper's book, there's a page where she is talking about Kate. And the the chapter is, you know, that Jeannie Cooper was going from Los Angeles to Connecticut, I think. And all of a sudden she hears, welcome aboard United, Mrs. C. And Jeannie turned around and saw it was Kate. And Kate had been on the show for a while. And Jeannie was like, uh, what are you 
doing here? <laughs> like, you know, and that's when, you know, she had told her that she was still going to keep her job at United. And I want to point out, too, that um, not only is it, you know, her 36th anniversary with Young and Rock, so it's 10 years with the star, it's her 40th anniversary with United. God so, bless. That is I mean, amazing. I, yeah. let's, let's just give it up for Kate. I mean, just a positive. real. Yeah, please. Like, innovation, because she, she keeps it real when, like you guys said, when you go to Hollywood or, you know, you, you all of a sudden, when you get a little taste of TV stardom, uh-huh. you, think, you think, shoot, I'm going to leave my, my job at McDonald's. Let me roll out. <laughs> get me, me a nice, like, Ben's, <laughs> Ben's or something like that. Give me get some hair. No, I mean, I love the fact that she, she's been a part of an iconic soap for so long. But she, like you said, she is grounded. Like, it's not getting to her head. And she's uh-huh. and she's using her fame to help others. Uh-huh. I mean, and to, you know, and to still yeah. profess that it's it's a dream. To, for her to say those words, it's still a dream. She's still doing classes. She still is yeah. out there shuffling to make what she wants. All of that, you know, somebody like Susan Lucci, you know, she one day went to work and found out this is going to end. You know, that was all. She, that was all she had. Now she parlayed and went into quite a few shows. She's going to Broadway, but right. you know, a lot of them take take it, and, and that's all. You know, that becomes their whole life. And you know, it's so nice to see. It's so nice to see someone grounded, someone that talks. She talked about her family. She talked about her kids. She talked about her co-stars, like Casey said. It's just, it's real nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. It really is. So, anyway, that, no, we should probably get okay. to the Young and Restless. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's see. Got some time? The uh, kind of mess of the uh-huh. show it is. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's see. Uh, the Scooby Doo Murder Mysteries, aka the J- JT storyline. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right in. So this is the one time I'm so tired of brain chambers absolving everybody of any, of anything they do, but this is the one time if JT is really alive, which I'm I'm pretty damn sure at this point he is, I would be very okay with him having a brain tumor and them allowing the JT that we all knew and loved for years to come back. Um, you know, with a cute little surgery or a little bit of, you know, whatever. Maybe uh, Billy can jump in the Dr. Dr. Drake role for a second. But I'd be very okay if it was a, a brain tumor. Um, the storyline is definitely dragged on. I've seen, which, which really infuriates me. I've seen a lot online lately about how people are, are pissed off about how long this is dragging out. Yet, you know, they'll jump and chomp at the bit when a storyline suddenly wraps up too quickly. We, you know... We're a big component of not bashing actors, not bashing shows. I also think that, you know, we kind of have to sit back and say, as soap fans, not everything is going to be they, – they have to take care of their entire audience. Not everything is going to be what I specifically want it to be. 
So I'm going to ride with it. I'm going to let the storyline play out. I'm going to look at it as though it's real life because that's what I do for an hour a day with the young and the restless, an hour a day with general <laughs> hospitals, you know, and, and let it be what it's going to be. I may not like it, but I'm going to let it be what it's going to be. But well, on that you note, know, if you want to give JT a brain tumor, I will definitely be okay with that, too. You can take that idea. You don't have to pay me. You don't. <laughs> well, good, because they haven't been paying Candace. And on that note. <laughs> right. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> girl, look, I will stand up for your paycheck for the rest of the show. But anyway, <laughs> my thing with this is, is that. I, and this is kind of a backhanded compliment, which yeah. you all know I'm famous for. <laughs> but I feel like Mal is fixing a lot of his dumbass stories. I'm just, yes. you know, fix I the think, I think so, too. That seems a little maneuvering going on in the background. Yeah. Yes. He fixed the Jack paternity thing beautifully. I mean, honestly... Look, we could all tell that was not the original plan um, because, you know, I really do believe what Mal said in that Soap Opera Digest interview back in, like, January that he had the show mapped out for the whole entire year. I really do believe that. I don't think that was, you know, what Chuck Pratt does when he says that, and he really has it outlined for an episode. Um but, you know, I really did believe that he had the whole year mapped out and this roadblock came at him with Eileen Davidson choosing to leave to focus on more personal issues. Um, and so, you know, he turned it around. He fixed it. Ashley was a powerhouse. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm not no, going to name I'm right there with you. Yeah. And yeah. I think he's about do something similar to that with this JT story. Now, of course, we have to get through the stupid stuff first. I'm just going to say it is stupid because it is. I don't know why, you know, you had my Phyllis out there with a shovel and a mask from the Incredibles on. Uh, <laughs> the show is getting on my nerves. But I think yeah. is going to fix it. And, Andy, I think you're right. I really think a brain tumor story is going to be in order. Um, or even, I'm just going to throw it out there, a doppelganger story. Because I would know, be okay with that, too. Yeah. You know, the Young the Restless loves to retcon their stories with the doppelganger. They've done mm-hmm. it that way for the past decade. Um you know, every bad plot gets retconned with the doppelganger. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll i be here for it. You know, I will never stop watching Young and Restless because it's just him. a show that's forever with me. But, you know, I'm also going to call it out when it's stupid like it is with this JT story. It's this JT story, first and foremost, I – yeah, I already put a different spin on how they can really make this story interesting at the same time to wrap it up. They started with this storyline with a domestic violence. And yeah. I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. When you tell a story that is a real story, it touches people. Because yeah. viewers out here may be going through that. And, you know, they always said that soap is the great escape. 
from our reality. Yeah. With that being said, it was strong, and then it started acting like pretty little liars. The only uh-huh. thing is, is that this whole next story came out. But at the same time, I mean, I feel as though this story is probably going to be the controversial story of 2018 because there were so many ways that this story could have went. But I do feel as though everybody, and I'm going to even say the fans because we're our own worst enemy at times, and I agree with you, is that, you know, we should sit back and let it ride out. The problem with that is, is that, it's gone. It's it's become that story. Is like, are you serious? Are you but serious? Candace, I kind of have to disagree with you on one thing. I don't think it started out strong. I, I think they threw it at you know. And when you and I'm going to justify that by by hanging it next to Gina's Alzheimer's in the beginning mm-hmm. and and the middle. That was such a strong, well written, well rounded, completely Candace encompassing storyline. You know, you had two incidences, then they're on vacation and he steals her phone, and then it's done. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. out to us that we, first off, for a woman like Victoria to fall, you know, in out those clutches, no matter how down she had been with the past two men she had been with, you know, it just, it just wasn't believable. And they rushed us through the beginning of it to tell the murder. It, it really was stunt casting. They got him back. They got him on canvas. They wasted the opportunity. And then they had to kind of scramble to, to pull the story, you know, into the next phase. And so none of it felt believable, especially when you got a body buried and all of a sudden they're getting this blackmail. Like, seriously? Yeah. You know, they had Matt Black. They had Mac back too, and they, you know there was just such opportunity of for them to tell story and to reiterate past you know past triangles and past stuff that's happened. This is where and they left it all dangling. But here's the thing: to me, as when when I'm watching Young and the Rosses, and because because one of the big things I kept hearing throughout this storyline is, "Oh, JT wouldn't do that. He was with Colleen. He loved his." And I'm like, hold up, time out. I said, before Colleen even entered the picture, JT did have a little attitude towards women. Not only that, but one of the things that I like about soaps is when a character goes away and comes back, we don't know what has changed with these characters off screen. When they brought JT back into it, I mean, there was a lot of potential for a storyline. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if that's the story this- that they're going to but if that's the story that they're going to tell, then they need to give us what happened to him, why he came yeah. out the way I think he was. There was yeah, more beats. background. I think, but I think there were certain beats because, again, if you know, sometimes I always say that even so fans have to be detectives because there were some clues, him mixing his prescription pills with alcohol. Reed, how come Reed was always trying to duck JT? You know, Mac and JT all of a sudden had to get a divorce, like what? JT lying about his job, you know, like he lost his job. He was trying to get a job. He lied to Brittany. And, like there were certain things that that me personally I was picking up on. I'm like, he's depressed. He doesn't like his life. He wants to, you know, he wants to be better. He wants, because everybody, again, JT was so dreamy. He was so cool. And now he's a loser. So he wanted to pick on those 
like Victoria, I mean, here's the thing. Victoria is, you know, the belle of the boardroom, but you take her apart little by little. And it was playing out. I was like, ooh, okay, yeah, you know, I know people who are, you know, victims verbally being abused by their spouse and emotionally taken down. But this whole storyline now, it's like, okay, you had a mother protect a child. Nikki has done this in the past. We all know this. But, okay. but to me, but I just think so they lost the meaning of what the story, the purpose of the storyline was. That's what I'm, I'm like. Change. We can't go back and change what's already happened, but I think it would have been right. a thousand times more effective if they had actually played it out with him getting together with Abby and abusing Abby and Victoria and Nikki had, having to step in and, oops, they killed him trying to defend Abby. It just wasn't believable with Victoria. Unless they had played it out for a couple more months, giving us some real, some, a real look at what spousal abuse looks like and feels like. I feel like we I got have, the Cliff Notes version of, what, of, of the novel that could be spousal abuse. I have to touch well, on briefly here. My first point yeah. is that we know this story was going to be a thousand times better because um, Sally and Kay were originally going to tell this story. And they would have done it, then it would have been in their amazing, very, very good storytelling hands. And that is not a diss on Mal Young. I think Mal is a great writer. I think, you know, the social issues that he has brought back to this show have been great. They've just been rushed. I think he is missing the aspect that Sally and Kay have where they can slow down and really play Layer. out the piece of the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the second thing about this is what you're all mentioning, mainly what Candace mentioned with JT's history of how when he came to town, he kind of had a lot of, you know, this attitude that was not – favorable of a good relationship with a female companion. But at the same time, I've got to say that is very Maria Arena Bell type justifying your story. Because remember when Victor did all that crazy shit, oops, excuse me, (laughs) all that crazy stuff with um, (laughs) Patty Cakes and Colleen flipping over in the boat and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Maria justified that story by saying, oh, well, Victor Feather got wrapped. Yeah, you know, at the time, 32 years ago. And so, you know, that's kind of not the aspect I'm liking. It's too Maria Arena Bell justifying. Finally, what I have to say on this story, and then I'll be done because I'm frankly tired of talking about it. It just exhausts me. But the third thing is, is that this story could have been so good. Honestly, Victoria and JT could have been the next Roger and Holly. They really could have been. Bingo. Because, mm. Oh, you know, absolutely. Roger, absolutely. Roger, such an unspeakable thing to Holly, you know, by bringing rape into their marriage, by violating her in such a historic moment in television history, not just soap opera history, <clears throat> television history. And, from there, Holly was so like, oh, whoa, ho, I still got feelings for your ass, even though, you know, you raped me. 
um, when I was just trying to get our data. Um, so, yeah, I think this could have been such a great Roger Holly, Young and Restless version. And now where we are in the story, I honestly just don't care anymore. You know, they've lost me. They've lost my direction. Um, I like the sub-stories, but then, you know, this is a story where it's one of those things that just hangs over the show and nobody's really quite sure how to wrap it up. It's just like the Sammy EJ story on Days of Our Lives. Nobody was sure how to wrap it up for the past four years until Ron came in. You know, this is the story that's hanging over Young and Restless's head. And frankly, it's stopping the show from being about 95% good again. Yeah, because even in the, you know, mm-hmm. even in the cleanup, smell the pine saw, you have Phyllis, you know, five minutes, she's, she's digging up a grave, and five minutes later, she's hopping in bed with Nick again. It's just it's mm-hmm. the fluidity of it as well. You know, they, they're horrified. They're, they're being blackmailed. Who's, who wants to pay? Who doesn't want to pay? And then in the next beat, they're in another scene as though it's not going on in their life at all whatsoever. And nobody yeah, like why? Is, Nobody's like addressing. All of these stories, I'm sorry, go ahead, Casey. All of these stories could have been told without JP having to bring them together. You know, you yeah. could have still had Sharon. You could have still had Phyllis and Nick, which is completely unneeded, but that's whatever. You could have had um, Victoria with her depression. But the dead story, none of this needed to happen to get there, because these are all great stories, but they're being dragged down by J.P. Peter's story, and you know, if you look at Twitter, the people who complain about The Young and the Restless, they're only complaining about the root of this story. Yes, there's complaint tweets about the Rosales family and Ray, but guess what? It's all connected back to this JT story. It's bringing the whole entire show down. I mean, I'm not even going to say anything else, though, because I feel as though this story, I mean, right now the main story, the main thing is who is the blackmailer. And like I said, I'm using Mal Young's words, shock value. I said it on Twitter. If it's not Zach, then okay. If it's Mac, okay. Don't you put One, that out there, Kim. No, but I'm just yeah, saying I, because right I, now they okay need to tie it too, up. Honestly, yeah, they right. need to tie it's it either, up. And yeah, this is the, you know up. this is the same thing like the hooker with the with the heart of gold, Sharon and her whole hooker adventure. It it yeah. didn't work. Get it done and get it over with as quick as possible and never look back. Um, right. You know, and, and let the rest. Yeah, and you know because there's so much other story to be told. You know, they're not focusing on Kane and Devin. They're not focusing on, you know, yeah. again, I'm going to say Young and the Restless, please pay attention. Get um, Abby and, and Devin, it's time to bring that to the forefront. We could have had some swirl with Ashley, but Eileen had to leave. So let's get some swirl with her daughter. Um, you and know, God, put a little sprinkles on top, yeah. some chocolate fudge, let them eat off each other. Some chocolate fudge and some sprinkles. That's what he just said. Chocolate 
Okay. All right. I back on the show again. Enough of this, JT. Get Nate Hudson somebody because honestly, I'm tired of him becoming. It's gonna be um Carrie. These past two weeks, Nate has become Mamie 2.0. I mean, right? I'm no. No. no, 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 don't you dare, don't you dare, don't you dare say okay. that. No, no, Nate has become, Nate has become, wait a minute, Casey, Nate has become the person that stares at the wall looking at the paint dry. <laughs> Patient six? <laughs> Patient six? <laughs> I mean, he, he brings nothing. I mean, no offense, but he does not bring anything to the table. For You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I know. I, I mean, I feel as though they should pump him up. He's, yeah, it's so sad because I'm up. You know, day one. for November for November sweeps, we should be seeing a lot more steamy. We should be seeing a lot more drama. We, you know, we should just be seeing a lot more and and less of this. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. This is well, not a good November, November sweep. Sorry. Well, let's talk about a show that actually is doing all that, and I'm I'm going to put it up next month. This is going to be the next month because they're celebrating their anniversary today. You know this show called Days of Our Lives? Y'all, y'all heard of this Days show? of Our Lives. Like, damn. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, that show. Okay. <laughs> so I have to say, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank God that they are around. Thank God that they are stepping up. They have got apps. They've got an app. They've got a podcast. They They are really... They are really fighting. They are fighting. And they are fighting hard. They're fighting. But the good thing the good thing about their fighting is that it's not only in social media, it's not only in the aftermarket. It, they're fighting on screen. The show has mm-hmm. been so hot. You know, it went through a little bit of leading up to sleep. Well, not even leading up to sleep sweeps, but the end of summer it got a little stale again. After the phenomenal winter, the phenomenal last Christmas, my God, yeah. last Christmas with Jay, with a, a J, uh, JJ, and uh, they had a little, mm-hmm. little work, but they are fighting and fighting hard. Monday's show was phenomenal. It was so classic soap in 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 a twisty 2018 kind of way. They had the beat between Sammy and Belle. They had the beat between Susan and God. Does does John Aniston not get the credit he deserves to stay so dead and to play out just... as well as he did in those scenes? And Stacy, my God, Stacy, if anybody on Twitter again says you are not Kristen slash Susan, I'm gonna find their address and I'm gonna personally ring the doorbell and slap their face because she has taken it. She has run with it, and she's doing a phenomenal job. But the, the she show just, is she on. Just rolled, she just rolled Whoa. it right out. Oh, and the, the play between them. John Aniston deserves some sort of special recognition right now for being able to, to stay so deadpan and so in it and throw the little comments out the way he did. Man, yes. the man is going on 80 years old. God bless. You go, man. Ninety. You know, and I, I want to touch back yeah, on things. 
Kristen Susan point. Eileen, I mean, Davidson was so iconic in that role. It was hers. I mean, five people, Kristen, Susan, Sister Mary Moira, Penelope, um, oh, the other one's name. Um, Brother. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, she made that her own. And here is Stacy playing so well with everybody. I love her uh, on-screen chemistry with John Aniston and Suzanne Rogers and Freddie Smith. And I love her on screen with everybody. I mean, she is amazing on this show. Her and John Aniston both just need a round of applause and a standing ovation. And you know what? I'm declaring the winner early already. Stacey Hyduck needs to win Outstanding Guest Performer in a Drama Series. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, Thank you, yes. Because I well, know people have, oh, Max Gale. I don't care about that old ass anymore. But, <laughs> you know, she needs to win it, and she deserves it. Because she is honestly the Gina Tagnoni of that show, where she took over from somebody yeah. so iconic. Yeah. And yeah. now, yeah. honestly, when Stacy, you know, if she does come back for more appearances as the years go by, then I want her back in that role. Because now, uh, all I see is Stacy, And that is because she has really gone balls to the walls and just blown up this role. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to Lindsay Goffrey. Yeah, I'm gonna say this right now. We all knew her from Bold and Beautiful. She's now on Days of Our Lives. She's only been on it for now. It's been a week. It's been official week. This girl came on, and I felt like she's been playing a role for two years. Yes, like yeah, like she. You know how some newbies come on and they're kind of like a little, you know. Lindsay came on first day. Hi, Mom. Nailed it. I want to crush his heart. I'm going to break his face. I'm like, girl, preacher girl. It's something. It, I don't know how to really explain, but it does. does to you guys, does it feel like she's been on this show longer than just a week? Yes. Oh, my God, it's yes. It's like being Sarah all the time. Like, yeah. Right. Honestly, like she's been on there for four years because, and like people have said on Twitter, this is the most seamless recast and reintegrating of a character in years. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, probably the most seamless since A, Eileen Davidson's first return as Christian in 2012, or B, Greg Vaughn's um, recasting as um, Eric, because Sarah just fits in, and Lindsay Godfrey fits in. And honestly, bold and beautiful, you lost out big time. Do it. And now I'm going to I'm going to do the disclaimer for days. If you guys are listening, we're running we're running up at the end of Bonnie, and hopefully we're running up at the as much as I love Hattie and Bonnie. It's time for the doppelgangers. It's time to it's time to let them go. It's it's time to yeah. it's time to tell story with our primary characters and yeah. let the doppelgangers go. You know, if if Brady or Nicole or or Sammy, if if another doppelganger shows up, it's really gonna be it's really gonna be hard to take. 
we, we've kind of exhausted all we can do days in, in the fandom world. And if you look at the social yeah. media, everyone's saying it. We, we, you've exhausted all you can do with the doppelgangers. Let, you know, play these stories out because they're, they've been great stories. Play them out, let them finish, but then bury them. Bury them for a good long time. If they show up on an island somewhere, maybe five years from now, maybe we'll accept them, but, but bury them for now. Well, and I feel I you. Think they have I don't been. mind came back. I really don't mind Bonnie came back because that story, like her story needed to be wrapped up. Um, but honestly, I don't care that Hattie came back because, you know, and Deidre Hall does amazing. This is not a knock on her in any way because how can you no. not the legendary right. queen Deidre Hall? But this is just the character. I would not, as a writer, have gone back to Hattie for long story so soon after her, the character's story just wrapped up. Because honestly, there was no cliffhanger ending that needed to be wrapped up with Hattie. There was no reason out there to bring her back so soon. Um, but, you know... I'm glad that Deidre Hall got more airtime, though. I think that's the bright spot of yes, bringing that is. back. And Judy yes. Evans got more time, too. Oh, yes. And Judy Evans, please give Judy Evans a contract. Oh, my God. I can't stress that enough, how much she needs to be on. Because Judy Evans, oh, God, Paulina. I can't. Everything. I mean, Judy Evans is a powerhouse. No matter the age, no matter what goes on in her life personally, Judy Evans comes to work and she brings it. And I got to say, she is looking better than ever. She is acting better than ever. Give Judy a contract. Well, I am going to step in for our co-host who's not here this evening. Um, Yes. Carolyn is a little under the weather. We are coming up on the end of our Kate Manzie scenes. Um, and I know that she loves, love, loves her some Kate. Um, I, I happen to think that she really did take the role and bring it after, after a while. When she first came back, I was a little like, uh-oh, I don't know if this is going to work, but it did. Um, I, and for, for Carolyn, I'm going to do a special shout-out and say we are all going to sadly wish – Kate, the best in whatever she does. And I, I have no, to say, I am eagerly, eagerly awaiting. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Marcy. I met Marcy, and Kate's Marcy. coming back. You know, you <laughs> all know what I meant. Yeah, we, yeah y'all know what I meant. We got um, you. We got you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Marcy Miller, we wish her the best in wherever she does end up. I, I would love, actually, if Dave found a way to implant, you know, a new doppelganger or whatever to implant the actual Gabby personality into her and have them both on the campus, but I know that ain't going to happen. Um, but I am really awaiting to, to see when Kate comes back, what's going to go down in Abby's, in, in the Abby Gabby world. Uh, I think it's going to be a real powerhouse moment when we wake up that morning and see her as Abigail slash Gabby. We will. I mean, I'm going to definitely miss Marcy because she definitely brought her A-game to Abby. I'm going to be happy to see Kate. It's just with this storyline, I mean, Dave is on fire, 
But this storyline kind of dropped for me. Then I think, yeah, it's one of those stories that it held my interest. I was interested. And then I guess because when we had that, what, two-week break and they were focusing on John and Marlena in the wedding, I think Mm. it was like it took my focus off of what was going on with Chad and Abby. So when they reappeared, I was like, Oh yeah, y'all y'all still in this situation. Like, okay. Moving on. Like <laughs> and you know, Marcy Miller in terms of what they have done to the character, Marcy Miller was the new early years of Marlena. You know, it, you know, yeah. everything yeah. happened. Yeah. Like everything happened to Marlena. And I think that's why I fell in love with Marcy so much because you never heard her complain. You never heard her come to work and be upset about a storyline. And you just saw her soldier on through. And I have been a champion of Marcy since day one. I have rooted for that girl when nobody else would in the beginning. And I am going to miss her so, so very much. Now, I know she's not going to go to another daytime soap at the moment, I should say. But, man, that did not stop me from wishful casting her at Serena Baldwin on General Hospital. Girl, right there with you. Mm-hmm. 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 Would be fire as Serena Baldwin. Well, mm-hmm. it, looks, it looks as though we're in for a good couple of months as far as days is concerned. Um, we all know Jack's coming back. Um, as far as it looks, yeah. we all know that there's going to be some appearance of Angelica. Um, and that yep. new, you know, those, those initials are definitely driving everyone to speculate, and that's exactly what Days wants and needs right now. Um, yep. It looks like we're in for a fire couple of months. I have to say I, I have loved Tyler Christopher from the moment he stepped onto the canvas at General Hospital. I was so happy when he got the role. I don't think this was the role for him. Um I'm, I'm not happy to see him go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not happy to see him go, especially because he's got a lot going on in his personal life. But I think Brandon Barash may be what this what this role needs to catapult it into something that we all want to see. Um, and and I, I definitely am looking forward to see what he does with it as well. Now, some they haven't started yet, um, but they are bringing the character of Ava back. Um, and I know there's... Yeah, because she was one of them. Yeah. She was one of the initials. Yeah, they're officially bringing that character back, um, not just through initials on the door. Um, they have plotted a story for that character, and they are searching for a recast. Um, so that's just some exclusive that ad break right here. Oh, girl, you know what, Tamara? Tomorrow, sweetheart, I love seeing you on General Hospital. But, girl, quick. Go back to Jay's. Girl, quick. Go back to Jay's. No, stop. Quick, girl. Go back to Jay's. I won't say it again. I promise. But, all right, one more time. Quick, girl. Go back to Jay's. Can we just, like, get recording of Amphibian our intro? Tam- girl, go back to Jay's. It's recorded. Yeah. Tamara, I, I, I love you, too. And I love you on General Hospital, but I was so glad that you won the Emmy for her, your work on Days of Our Lives. 
I kind of got to agree with this. You should go back to days. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, well, Beth. Love. We'll get to general soon, but but that's one that's one role that that just went nowhere. Um, and, and if she came back to days, it would be fire. Girl, oh my we'll god, back to days. Oh, yeah. And especially, and especially for trip. Oh, yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine the scenes that Ron would between Kayla and Ava? Mary, oh, yes, yeah. yes. Mary Beth, that would be fire, fire, fire. No, I mean, I'm thinking about be Beth. No, I'm would thinking be about an Aiden and Trip scene. All right, and I'm going to ask this as I say, I'm so very, very sad to see Eve go. Is this a final? Like, is she gone? No, or is she recurring and she'll and be she'll back. be no, back. No, um, I had. I think she'll be back. About ago, that this is only a short-term break. Um, it was a break that Cassie actually requested quite some time ago. Um, so, yeah, that was just what I learned when I broke it exclusively about two months ago, that she is only temporary, and I think she'll be back in the beginning of 2019, I want to say March. I think, yeah, like late February, early March. Yeah, yeah late February, early March, yeah. Okay, Ron and company also, you know, make the offer to tomorrow. I'm not going to say quick, you know, I'm not going to say my quit line again, but also think about making an offer to Mr. DePiper. General Hospital dropped the ball oh, with yeah. having him on. What he could bring to Jay's would be phenomenal as well. Oh, you know who he mm-hmm. could play. Make sure, hold on, let me make sure he's old enough first. Oh, because I've got some Oh, Victor's brother. Oh, Victor's brother. Oh. No, but hell no. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I have, I have to say, in that whole hallway of initials, I was very upset not to at least have a, a possibility of Deimos Kyriakis on one of them doors. Okay, so here's... That would have been nice to see. You know, they, I also think that they let go. They they let go powerhouse there as well. Um, yeah, you know, they, they could have rect- they could have rectified that mistake by having him be in one of those little hallway rooms. Go ahead, Casey. What'd you find out? I, I want James DePiva to play Doctor Mike Horton. Oh yes, yes, especially with Jack coming back. Yes. Oh my yes. god. I, I want oh, yeah. Doctor. Mm-mm. All right, Mm-mm. I think I think we need to yeah, move you know, along. Yeah, uh, Mike Horton gives girls so good that they get on magic carpet. Y'all see, this is what I have to deal with. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> but real quick, real quick, if you did not see Dave today, like the last mm, three minutes, I highly suggest for you to go on YouTube or NBC or the New Days app. And watch it. When I tell you that the show had already made me cry today, it made me mm-hmm. really do the ugly cry did when I saw Anthony the last yet? few minutes. No, we no, didn't they tell did Anthony. not tell Anthony yet. Should we tell well, Anthony? Yeah, don't keep just him waiting. Me, just answer me the question. Anthony? Is it Sammy and EJ? Tell me. Please tell me. Oh, God, tell me. No, it's something even better than that. Go ahead. Frances Reed made an appearance, and she thanked the fans for being 
being ruled to the show then and now. No. Yeah. Oh, no. They they paid homage. They paid homage to the fact. Okay, spoiler alert. The last five minutes was John and Marlena. And like we said, for this generation of Days of Our Lives, John and Marlena are your iconic couple. And they turned off and they showed the plaque of Tom and Alice. Fade to black, and then we hear, hello, I'm Francis Reed. But you know me as Alice Horton of Days of Our Lives. Oh, Cujo's. <laughs> Cujo's. Oh, my God. Even better than John Hospital cry. celebration of that. Oh, God, Ron. Viva Life Company, you have my undying <laughs> respect at the moment. Kudos, kudos, kudos. Oh, my God, yes. I'm Thank not going to tell you which photo me. was also in the back, too. There was a photo of a certain couple that was in the back of that of that, of that that video, too. And I quit that. I'm like, you know what? Just go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Make me cry. Let me do all the ugly cross I can get to. And I think it's Dave. You deserved it. You deserve it. Deserve it. You oh, deserve Dave's it. Is, Dave is here to... Days is in fighting stance. Good for them. I am so proud right now. I am so proud to be a Days of All Lives fan. Yeah. Wow. So, all right, tears, tears, tears. Okay, okay. So, General Hospital. Tears, tears, tears. Oh, girl. Oh. Tears. Bobby for okay, apples. Okay. Anybody want to go Bobby for right. apples? You might find a head. You might find a floating head. If you buy for apples. I might as well just get it out of the way. Mm-mm. I have to confess, I have only been reading weekly recaps of General Hospital because oh. I cannot stand the show anymore. I oh no, okay. literally it's become Bold and Beautiful of 2008. That's how bad it is. It is literally the show about nothing. You start out with an intriguing story, and then it just becomes about nothing. I hate the rock story, and honestly, I feel just as bad for Jeannie Francis um, because this is the huge – and I laugh at that because you know damn good and well they didn't have a story planned out for her. But they did. Wait, let me let me step in there and say they did. Jonathan Jackson had verbally said he would come back for um, a three month arc, and then at the last minute, yep. didn't sign, and so they had to scramble to rewrite story for Jeannie. So I do have to say they initially had a storyline for Laura to come back with that would have been fire. And it's you know I love me some Jonathan Jackson, but man. You know that that really that really sucked that you decided not to not to come back for the three months. Well, well he has a, you know, he's touring. I, he's I touring don't now, so the probably ruined Lucky. And you know, here's the thing with General Hospital, they have so much potential to be the greatest soap opera on the air right now, next to Dave. And four things. No, wait, hold on, let me think. Okay, I'm not going to put a number on it, but a couple of things need to happen. One, Nathan Varney does not need to be fired, but they need to strip him of his power of this show and let him take a breather and focus on other projects. 
because I don't think he gets general hospital. Um, no. You know, he wants the CBS daytime of GH with Wyandar and Tur- you know, because CBS daytime does not know what they want the Young and the Restless to be. Nathan Barney doesn't know what he wants general hospital to be. Another thing is, is what fans have been preaching for about two years now. Frank Valentini needs to go. That is no shade against him. I'm just saying that in the nicest way. I honestly think Frank is burned out. I think, you know, Frank jumps from one show to another, and he's just gotten burned out, and it happens. You know, maybe even bring in a temporary executive producer or a co-executive producer. The man is just burned out, and it shows. Another Give thing him is, some help. Get right. Get rid of Shelly Altman and Barbara Bloom. Um, one, I don't know why you would hire one of the biggest soap killers in the genre of history to come and write for your show. Two, I don't know why Shelly was ever hired in the first place. She really is a writer who has no creative direction. She just writes about famous soap heroes that she kills. If you don't believe me, go on Google, read her essay about when she got to kill Ryan on Another World. And finally, make Chrisman and Elizabeth Corte the head writers. Chris has a okay sense of history, and Elizabeth has been with that show through thick and thin. And if they do those things, I guarantee General Hobbit will win back about 300,000 viewers. Yeah. Okay, be good. Here's the thing with General Hospital. General Hospital has gotten me back as a viewer. There, I said it. The reason for it is is that I always say I have a love-hate relationship with that show. With them bringing back Jeannie Francis and having her on for a straight week and have her actually in scenes with various people, not bring a character back, Heads up, GH, not bring a character back and place them back in the same squad that after five, like five years ago, they were gone, and then you bring them back and you put them in the same squad. Have them interact with other people. Laura comes back. She's involved in the whole Ryan Kevin storyline, Spencer storyline, running for mayor storyline. She's talking to Elizabeth about her kids. Like, she is the heart and soul of that show, and you're starting to realize GH is somehow, some way, I think they're, they're actually, a, they're, they're freaking out now. Because Dave have, has done what GH, and you're right, GH could be so much more. They have the Super Bowl of soap stars on that show, folks, okay? And the fact that they're not using it and they're having different stories. Like, how many of us knew that Sasha wasn't Nina's kid? Come on now. Uh-huh. Like, like I mean, how many of us knew that Ryan, Kevin, I, I, yeah, it was one of those painful band-aids, like, you have to rip off and whatnot. Ryan and Ava, okay, not going to lie. Yeah. Not going to lie. Appreciate it. If they do it right, if they had yeah. the backing, I would, I'm already on that train. I already know it's yeah. not going to go far, <laughs> but Mar West. And John, their chemistry is fire, like complete fire. This is like, I mean, they've had chemistry. 
Well, I can see Marwan from having some really good sex scenes. I'm just saying. Hello. All you gotta do is seriously, if y'all don't believe what I'm preaching, all you gotta do is YouTube as well turns Craig and and Carly. Yeah. And watch John and and Mar- that's what I'm saying. Like you have the superstars to give storyline. There's some things that's currently working on General Hospital that is intriguing, but the rest of it is still soupy. It's still not. It's it's not it's just lukewarm and it's not it's not a lot of things working. But Jeannie okay. Francis has kind of saved that show. I, I gotta jump in here now because you know General Hospital is Michelle. But Ryan and Ava and Laura are the only things that that are going for the show at the moment. Oh. Valentine, Valent, I, I like Charlotte. She's cute and all, but she serves no purpose. Even with Spencer, they put her in a scene with Spencer, and it's just so flat. If you can't, if if you can't shine in a in a scene with Nicholas Patel, dig dig in. You know, she's the Sierra, the first Sierra, uh, the first Sierra, not the second, not the new one, uh, of General Hospital. She needs to go. Valentine needs to go. I I love me some Nina, so I don't want her to go. I love me some Michelle Stafford, and since she can't go back to the Young and the Restless, then they need to really beef up something with me, you know? Um, here's what I'm going to say, okay? There is no need, absolutely no need for Britt. As cute and cheeky as she was in the scenes with Brad, there was no need to bring her back. They could have played it off and brought Nina into that storyline, had her team up with Anna, play on the history of how these characters really don't get along but have to work together for the greater good and forge something with that. Um, they could have played on the chemistry that they sorely, sorely left when Michael Easton was, um, what's his name, Silas, uh, had right. the three of them looking for Dr. Obrecht. And, and Britt being on the canvas, you have 60 fucking five, oh, excuse my language, five people to play with, and you want to bring someone else back that, that really has no ties anymore to the canvas or our hearts, um, they're just, they are so spinning out of control with, with all the secondary storylines that never seem to wrap up, never seem to really bring any, any, heart, to, any heart to the show itself. They need to cut right. some cast. They need to make the, they have Ryan. They have Ryan and Ava. Now, remember the crypt sex. Remember Ava and Sonny in the crypt. Imagine yeah. Ava and Ryan doing it over the body of a victim. Okay? As much as I don't want to see more West go, maybe they could do some brain control or whatever and get her, buy her out of that as well. But they need to, cut, they need to do some serious killing and, and really ramp that storyline up and cut the fat off. I, I think oh, the I last show that, that we did, we kind of did our wish list of who would go. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it's time. It's time to get rid of some people. It really is. So, and, and and bring the powerhouses that they have. I love Maxie, but I think her storyline is played out. I love Lulu, but I think her storyline is played out too. Send them all on vacation for a while. Let Lulu, let Lulu go around the world looking for her husband, and let the two of them come back in a year from now. Let Maxie decide that she wants to go out to Texas and and see what's going on on Grandma's ranch. Or did they sell it? I don't remember. Maybe they sold it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then, then send her out to Seattle to spend more time with Georgie. 
you know, it's, it's really time to cut the fat. And my last, my last thing that I wanted to say was I did not think that Willow was a character that they needed to bring on until yesterday. I, I, I have a feeling that we're going to get some good story with Willow. He's Nina's kid. You, so there you go. My, I, my question is to, to pose to you three, and I know it's just a sum up. Do you think she's Wiley's birth mother? Yes. Yes. I think she's either Wiley's birth mother or Nina's real daughter. Although I I'm, think still, I'm still both. harping yeah. on Nell ends up being, and Nell ending up being Nina's daughter. But I think she, I definitely mm-hmm. think she's Wiley's birth mother, and I would not be surprised if she's Nina's daughter as well. Yeah, I'm already there. She's both. She's both. Is is soapy, is juicy, is bold for them to do. Okay, how I did that. One more thing. One more thing for General Hospital. If if y'all want to keep Lulu on, then just let her get naked with Chase. Just let her cheat on Dante. I'm done. Just let her get naked with Chase. Somebody better get that boy naked soon. That's all I gotta say. Somebody better get Chase naked soon. Naked, naked, naked. Okay. Before before we go on, I have another question for you guys. Were you surprised to find who was in Kevin's room? No. And at Ferncliff. Oh. No. I wasn't either. Wait. Wait, did we see somebody new today? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see today. Who was in Ke- who was in Kevin's room today? No. Oh, no, I'm I'm not surprised at that at all. No, that was a stunt leaving. She wasn't really leaving. She took a cute little yeah. vacation. That was stunt. That was definitely stunt. I'm not surprised at that at all. And I said that when she was leaving as well, if you guys remember. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah. Yeah, you called it I just out. wish General. Yeah, I just wish General Hospital would do like loving. Yes, back in the day. That was the, that was the best the serial killer story ever done on a soap opera. Absolutely. Ever. Ever. Why, ABC? Why can't so, you do that? Okay. So I've got a early, but before I do, I just want to say a few things. One, I've got an Ava and Ryan sex scene in my head, <laughs> and of course, it is them hunching throughout her whole penthouse everywhere. I'm talking about him throwing her up the wall, cutting her blouse with a knife, and them they do it on the coffee table, on the couch, they make it to the bedroom, glasses breaking, the passion is going. Another thing is, is General Hospital, please do one of the things I've suggested, even when it would lure back some viewers that you have lost, because as you all see, they just get their ass in them demos. Um, another thing is, real quick about B&B, I honestly am not having really any issues with b and I'm loving the show. These half oh my god, me too. They've been so damn good, so bell soaked, so nineties B and B. 
I can't wait to see where the show goes next. And as always, yeah. keep watching. Oh, guys. Casey, uh, before you go, can you answer me one question about General Hospital? Sure. Because all, I posted something online a while ago, and I got a lot of flat back. I got a lot of props as well, but I got a lot of flat back. What woman who has been to bed with Jason Morgan is going to say, oh, no, I, we got to wait. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. In the scenes that they threw them in. I mean, seriously. Is it believable to you? No. Oh, God. I just got this. And then they was drunk on top of it? Oh, my God. They should have been clothes flying all over that all over that room, and they should have been rolling all over that floor. Look, I am just saying if Steve Burton offered, oh, no, that's, Okay, hold on. I gotta, I gotta hold it back. I almost became too. Hold it back, girl. Today. Bring it back. Bring it back. If Steve offered something to me on a silver platter, I, if his Glock and his pants was sitting in front of me, I would not deny it. Okay, I'm not sending that USPS package back. Take note, General Hospital. Mm, so yeah. Take note. Mm. Take note. Have a good night, Casey. Have you guys, Bye. Oh my gosh. All right, I want to piggyback. On okay, what we got to go. Said about bold and beautiful. Yeah, I want to piggyback yeah. on on back on what he just said about the bold and beautiful. Three months ago, I was so done with the show. I was so done that that like him with General Hospital, I was only reading the recaps. I couldn't sit through it anymore. And I don't think it's as good as it was in the mid '90s and the early 2000s. But I do right. think that they have definitely paid attention and have given a, a, a rethink to a rethink to the direction that they were headed in. And I am looking forward to seeing where they're going to go. Um, you know, the heel going through the portrait of Stephanie was the shock heard around the world. Um, I think that was a great move, honestly. You know, yeah. as much as as much as I love paying homage, like Tansla Park, like Delia, um, like, you know, certain mm-hmm. characters on General Hospital, they'll mention Steve. As much as paying homage, having that portrait sitting there and being the central focal point. And if you listen to Dishing with Digest, they do a podcast. They had um, Eric, what's his name? Um, John McCormick? John McCook. John McCook, McCook yeah. thank you. They had, they had him on recently, and he spoke in depth about the portrait and about those scenes and about the direction that he feels. It, it's only his thoughts on but the direction he feels they're going with it. I agree 110%. It's time to put the Stephanie legacy to bed. It, it's time for, it, whether he ends up a Quinn or not, which, you know, obviously Donna's coming in to really put a, you know, blah, 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 you know on that. Whether he, it, it's time to put that, that legacy to bed. Mention her once or twice a year. Bring her up at appropriate moments. But the portrait, I was so, I was so happy to see them go there. I was um, happy Mark, as to, put, well. to have Quinn put her foot <laughs> that, through it. Mhm. Yeah. That was a moment. That was a moment. I will say, as a fan, first and foremost, I'm so glad that we're getting to see Evil Quinn coming back because Stephanie yeah. Quinn was like such a snore and I knew that that would be the thing to awaken her darkness is that you're going above your wife like you you have to think about the fact that Quinn is married to Eric that means that she co you know sign off on a lot of things 
she's been really like in the corner saying, yes, dear, yes, honey. But when you keep overruling her, it's going to get to her. That's one of her traits is that she doesn't like being put down. So, yeah, when that happened, I was like, bravo, bold, bravo. Like, let's see yeah. how we go from here. And, yeah, yeah we, we all miss, look, we all on this on this phone and all the soap fans, when it comes down to our four soaps, there's iconic characters that mean so much to us because of the show. Earlier we talked about Catherine Chancellor on Young and the Rockless. On Days of Our Lives is Tom and Alex Horton. On General, on General Hospital is the heart, you know, they, because they also mean a time when the show was good. You know, uh-huh. with Stephanie, the show was the bomb, okay? After she died, it was kind of a lost path for Bold and the Beautiful. I mean, yeah, there were some good stories, but it still felt like something was lost. But yeah. when Quinn literally put her foot, I mean, it it was one of those, like, I wish there was, like, some real dramatic cue music, like, like Cliffhanger Friday type thing. Uh-huh. It was like, it was like yep. no, now it's time for the new era of Bold and Beautiful to start. I'm putting my foot through it, and we're about to go and do this together. I'm enjoying it. There's still some things with Bold and Beautiful that they do need to work out. I'm done with the Bill Ridge Brooks storyline. I really am. I'm I'm tapped out. Tapped out. Um, right now, like you know, I said, I, there is a there's a transition. We're seeing a transition with the show. I don't know if anybody else is noticing it, but we're seeing it. It's yeah. a transition, and there I'm enjoying it. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got a new guy who's cute. Like, oh, okay, fresh meat. Okay, Leo. Hey. We got, I mean, we got, well, we got Zoe's dad coming. That's fresh meat, too, for the older people. Yeah. You know. So, we'll see what happens. I would love for, for Deacon and Little D to come, Little Earth to show up. I I have to say, Ooh. though, I do feel bad for Pam because that was her life. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, but you know what and she, she feels she, her life was, she doesn't, she doesn't really respect Quinn, maybe because she's not going to respect anyone in that Okay, but if they played the beat where Pam wanted to step up and be the new matriarch, then maybe it would be, it would be palatable. It, you know, I could swallow it, you know. But the, the Pam, either Pam is going to marry Charlie and go off into the sunset, or she's going to be a waste of a character. And she's been, a, God forgive me, but she's been a waste of a character for the last five years. You know, it's 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 time for them to put it's time for them to put that whole era to bed. You know, they've been gone for three years now. You know, Ridge Ridge is now re, is recast, whether we like it or not. Some people love right. the new Ridge, some people hate the new Ridge, but it is what it is. That's right. We have to roll with it. You know, Stephanie is gone. If Susan Flannery ever wanted to come back, she can't come back as Stephanie. I mean, I'd love to put her in a red wig and have her play actually Sally, let her come off her beach, because she could do a mean oh, Sally. That would be but she can't come back as Stephanie. You know, no. that the bold and the beautiful doesn't do resurrections. They don't do, you know, okay, somebody's been in a room for three years with, with evil Stefano Zamara. So we gotta put we gotta put her, we gotta put that whole that whole era to bed. 
And thank God they're finally doing it. Kudos to them. You know, the new Thorn, I, I, I want it. I'm a big fan of Ingo. I'm a huge fan of Ingo. I wanted to get with it. But it just doesn't, it doesn't fit. It's not right. They either bring in a new woman for him and, and a real story or, or cut him loose too. As far as, like she just said, as far as Bill and Brooke and Ridge, oh, Lord Jesus, shove both of them off the balcony and go get yourself a new man too. I'm like, I'm, I'm over it. And it's sad because I know that Dom and Callie, Catherine and, and Thorsten can do can act. Hello, I've I've seen them. I, mm-hmm. I I know this. But to me, it's that you could have did you. I you know it's like the same old story. Like okay, Bill was in love with Safi at the beginning of the year. He flirted with Kate, Katie, and then he's like kind of in love with Brooke. Like, are you serious? Like, or and don't forget Taylor shot him. Where is Taylor, by the way? Anybody yeah, exactly. Him? Thank you. She's she's hanging out with Sheila. Sheila. She's having a little oh, oh, okay. at the coffee house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good place for her. But you know, right. honestly, I mean, seriously though, think about right. it for a second. You know, mm-hmm. it's been Bill, uh, Bill. I'm sorry, it's been Ridge and Brooke since the very beginning of the show. There's no more right. story that they can tell at this point that is going to reinvest us to the point where we felt about them the way we felt about them in the 90s. So, mm. so kill it. Let it go. You know, as far as Bill is concerned, he jumped from his wife to Brooke in rapid. Uh, that man hasn't loved any of these women. That man is, that man is just in love with Who's the idea man of getting it on with someone no. hot. He likes and, that. And, and he likes he doing that. the boom, stallion noise. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not in love with any of those women. He's in love with the idea of the version of Bill that he is with each of those women. The next one could be Taylor, and he'll find something about Taylor that he that is like no other woman he's ever. No one, no one turns me on the way you do. No one understands me the way you do. Oh God, get some new dialogue. Oh my God. The sad part is, but here's the thing: oh, the sad God. part is, I wouldn't mind a Bill and Taylor hookup. I actually was thinking they were going to do it for a minute. I, I know. Was like, oh, me too. I was like, and I was ready this to go. Been, I was like, let's do I mean, look, there's only a few things you can do on that show as far as couples. That's why I said with Leo. Yeah, I know. Okay, no. he's going to be for 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 Sassy. Don't put him with Hope or Sally because that's the other available girls. <laughs> to me, the thing is, is that Brooke, okay, let me just put it out right now. Brooke and Ridge is not Reva and Josh. Okay. No. They're not Sonny and Corey. No. Well, right there. We're right there. I mean, there there are some things that you can throw at these couples, but the fact is is that, yeah, you based this show around Brooke and Ridge for thir- over 30 years. Yes, Caroline and all of them has come in and gone. But there's nothing. There's nothing. Brooke, you're too old for this. Ridge, mm-hmm. you're not Victor Newman. And you're not going to be the bad, the baddest guy in town. I'm sorry. You're not. So sit no. somewhere in your fashion cutable and just look at pretty shoes. And, and stop. Thorn go by. 
Storm go back. Back one. I can't. Like, they you know, need we... to do something with this show. I'm barely holding on. I'll be honest with you. I'm barely holding on. You know, honestly, what they really need, and golf, you know, what they really need is to get a powerhouse actress. They they well, they dropped the ball. Patricia Darbo is coming back. I don't know in what capacity. That'd be great. But they dropped the ball with having her play Ant. They should have had her strapped on with a big 90s red wig and had her come back as Sally. They need to really, if they want to pay attention to the history, let Sally get up off that beach and say, oh, no, enough. I'm coming back. That's, you know, it's a small cast and it's a small amount of time. So they can't have, yeah, you know, is, they can't have the dramatic earthquake. They can't have, they can't do what other shows do. They can't do a zero tell a storyline, you know. So they, they need some new, either Sally to come back or some new fashion house to come in and really turn the screws to Forrest's creations and, and get away from this love. Tr- you know, have people hooking up, have people, you know, but bring in some new threat to to the L, that small slice of Ellie that we see every day because it's stale. And as much as, as much as we're on the edge of our seats right at the moment because it's getting good, there's not a lot of, of forethought in where it can go. Casey said he's eagerly waiting to see what they do next. But think about it. With the same people on the cast, and there's not really that much further they can go with. They need a little bit of a little bit more new blood or to bring in some sort of other dilemma, like another powerhouse fashion, yep. you know, coming in. They need another threat, a new threat, something they do. new I just blood. About as far as, yeah. I just thought ahead, about honey. something. Okay, with Bold and Beautiful. And I had to really just, I just had a moment. You ever have a moment like right. just thinking, how could the show get better? Mm-hmm. Something happened on Tuesday. Something happened on Tuesday night. Some people are saddened by it, and so fans are happy about it. There's a certain character that Bold and Beautiful can bring back and give us that storyline that we deserve. If they bring back Sheila, oh, it's on. Game on. If they write it correctly, because we all know Kimberly. We all know, you know, the reason why Bone yes. Beautiful kind of dropped it. She had a campaign yep. to run. Sadly, she did yep. not win. You know, kudos for your, for your, you know. But now, if Casey and them gets to her and say, hey, look, you know, we understand things didn't work out. If we create this story arc, and notice I said arc. I didn't say full story. That's an arc to bring you back on to do the story justice Would you come back. If she says yes, bold, you better not disappoint. And if if you yeah, really want to go there, tie her, tie Leo to sit to Sheila. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he could be Ryder. Yes. yes. Let's wrap, guys. Yep. Well, um, last words. I'd like to once again thank Kate for coming on. She was a wonderful, sweet, very inspiring interview. I'd like to thank you guys for another great show. Um, as always, keep watching. We have four soaps left. As always, if you've got an opinion, put it out there correctly. Send an email, make a phone call, or even put pen to paper and send a snail, you know, a snail mail. Yeah, Candace, I want to send. I want to send love to Pam and Casey, especially, and also to the victims of today's tragic 
shooting in California, our thoughts and prayers goes out to the family and friends of all the victims, especially because it's also tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the Las Vegas shooting. Oh, Absolutely. How much more can we take? Um, I want to thank Kate. You made my dreams come true. I literally was reading Jeannie Cooper's book, and she said something today that reminded me of my grandmother, and I started crying. So thank you, Kate, and to everybody, be respectful in the soap world. To these soap actors, they're just that actors. These characters are not real. Stop threatening them, harassing them, and sending new photos to them. Okay. Hey, thanks, guys. Love love to <laughs> Carolyn and Pam, and may, may the good Lord upstairs heal them both in their troubled times. We won't be okay. here for Thanksgiving week, so we will see slash hear you guys in December. In December. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.